Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Welcome to the Big Daily Blend, everybody. Today, we're shipping up to Boston. You know that song by the Dropkick Murphys. This is the song of the day. Why? Because today is National Boston Day. Apparently, Boston gets to have a national holiday every January 16th in our country. Hey, why not? It is the capital of Massachusetts, and it is a huge part of our history. It was founded all the way back in 1630 by a guy called John Winthrop. He led 700 Puritans who were bailing England to have their religious beliefs and live their life. So they wanted to, you know, bail from persecution. So they got on a fleet of 11 ships and sailed all the way to Massachusetts. So here we are freedom of thought. So I found this quote of the day pretty interesting. It's by Oliver Wendell Holmes. Full of crooked little streets, but I tell you Boston has opened and kept up, opened more turnpikes that led straight to free thought and free speech and free deeds than any other city of live men or dead men. Well, it is about free thought, free speech, and free deeds. What were the free deeds? Well, I'll tell you what, stay tuned because we have an interview from a couple years ago that we did with travel writer Charlene Peters, who went back home to Boston. She knows Boston inside and out, and she told us about, yeah, revisiting some of the most iconic historic sites. However, like the Freedom Trail, right? Beacon Hill, the Back Bay, the Theater District. She went to the Seaport area. But she also found out Boston is almost having like a renaissance and there's a whole bunch more and new things to experience. So stay tuned for that. So we're going to go into our what one to two year vault and pick that out there for you. And I've got a link to her article that she wrote in the show notes. So stay tuned for that. Okay, moving right along, since it's National Boston Day, um, you know, the name obviously comes from England, right? So it, probably from Lancashire, England is what they're talking about. Uh, but it also, like I was saying, very historic. It, it was, when we talk about, you know, the Revolutionary War, the American Revolution, it is the setting for the Boston Massacre, the Boston Tea Party, when we told the British, no, we're not paying for tea, thank you very much, and threw it overboard. Uh, also, the hanging of Paul Revere's lantern signal in the Old North Church, the Battle of Bunker Hill, and the Siege of Boston. That's just some of it. So it was all about bailing England and gaining American independence from Great Britain. However, nowadays, Boston is a global leader in high education, or I should say higher education, and academic research. It's got a bunch of colleges and universities like Harvard University, MIT, Uh, There's so much happening in biotechnology. It's actually known as the largest biotechnology hub in the world. It's a leader in scientific research, law, medicine, engineering, and business. It's home to over 5,000 startup companies. It's a global pioneer in innovation, entrepreneurship, and, uh uh-oh, the weird land of artificial intelligence. It's also a huge center for finance professional and business services, information technology, you know, that kind of goes with the artificial intelligence to government activities, you know, that has to happen there. But it's also 
the city claims, apparently, to have the highest average rate of philanthropy in the United States. I think that's pretty cool. And it's one of the top cities in the country for environmental sustainability and new investment. So a lot is happening. Basically, maybe free freedom, I mean, free freedom, free freedom of speech and thought is an important thing. Okay, so here it is, founded back in, you know, the 16, what, 1630, think about it. The city turns out to have a lot of firsts. Some of the firsts include the first public park, which is the Boston Common, which was started in 1634. In 1635, they opened the first public school, the Boston Latin School. 1765, this is highly important. It is the first chocolate, they opened the first chocolate factory in America. Take that, Hershey's. Oh, oh, there's going to be some connection there. And then uh, in 1848, they opened up the very first large public library, public library, Boston Public Library. And in 1897, the very first subway system, the Tremont Street Subway. So check that out. There is, if you go on Wikipedia, I'm going to put this link on social, on the social media sites in our um you know, all the show notes for the radio show today. But if you look at this link on Wikipedia of who, what, and where comes from Boston, you're going to get people like Samuel Adams to the famous artist Winslow Homer, singer-songwriter Amy Mann to Ben Affleck, Robert Frost the poet, you name it. The list is insane. So I, I can't read that to y'all. Just go check it out. It's fascinating. And who knows, you might be related. So I'll put that in the show notes for you, just like um, the link to Charlene Peters' interview that we're getting to now. But I do want to give a shout out to some of the great movies that were filmed in Boston, like The Departed, The Fighter, The Town. But then some movies uh, like Goodwill Hunting and The Social Network. The Goodwill Hunting has got to be at the top. Shutter Island, too. There's a lot going on in Boston. So it's time to move over to our interview with Charlene. Enjoy. And hey, let's go to Boston if you're not already there. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's second Friday food, wine, and travel show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. We love it because every second Friday, we get to chat with travel writers and photographers and authors about their craft, about their travels, and their adventures. We love it. So check out ifwtwa.org. And if you follow them on social media, just hashtag ifwtwa. We say iftwa. Uh, you'll be able to follow these stories of writers around the world. I mean, it's it's cool, especially on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And today we're excited because we're going to Boston. We're shipping off to Boston to find our wooden leg. Sorry, I couldn't I help it. I had song? to. I know. I could. I had to do it. How appropriate. Uh, I had to. It's appropriate. Um, uh, we have longtime travel journalist and author Charlene Peters joining us. She's been to over 41 countries. She's published what thousands of lifestyle stories. She's also the author of Travel Makes Me Hungry. We agree on that. Yes. And go to her website, <laughs> Spavalous, S-P-A-V-A-L-O-U-S, because she likes wellness. She likes wine. She wow. likes travel. 
and apparently food too. So welcome, Charlene. How are you? I'm great. And I'm so happy to be here with you. That's great. This is fun. So now you live in Massachusetts, right? I do. Hmm. I grew up in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. I'm I'm north of Boston. It's about a 25 minute drive uh, to the airport from here. I live in Swampscott, Massachusetts. Uh, I moved back here. She has a swamp. swamp? She has a swamp. Swampy swamp. Swampscott. 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 (laughs) <laughs> See, we can't pronounce anything over there. It's a beachside like, town. I'm, I'm actually looking at the ocean from here. Um, oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, yeah. I spent 18 years living in Marblehead, the neighboring town. And this is my first time. I've, I've lived here since July, my first time living in Swampscott. But I've lived all over the North Shore my whole life. And in 2014, hmm. I left, I was working in the newspaper industry as an arts editor in this town and Marblehead and and actually all of the North Shore in Boston, but mainly here. And I left to move to Paris for a year and get my graduate degree. And then I received a job offer from um, a place in the Napa Valley as a destination marketing director. So I moved to California for six years and in January of 2021, with so many variables relating to the pandemic, I ended up um, taking a six month road trip as a travel writers road trip, me and my senior little dog. And we went uh, from California to Swampscott. Cool. Um, We know how the how those road trips work. I mean, it's, yes. we travel full time. We're complete digital nomads and we document parks, public lands. And your story, by the way, about Boston is in our upcoming issue of Parks and Travel Magazine, the summer fall issue. So everybody watch out for that. You can see it on nationalparktraveling.com. So we do that. It's, it, and it's now travels a little bit like everybody, I, we want to promote travel, but it's my road. <laughs> You're all back. <laughs> <laughs> and you've forgotten how to drive. No, I'm kidding. I'm oh. just saying. But no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, it's only certain place. But but it's it's amazing doing that that journey and seeing the difference of our country. The we just mm-hmm. drove literally arrived in in Lubbock, Texas today, where we're recording. But that was one of my stops. See, oh, we're cool. in Lubbock. Yeah, we're That's in the Cotton Court Club. Did you go there? Yeah. No, no, not yet. We, not yet. We, we did go to see Buddy Holly's museum. You know, Buddy okay. Holly, he's the dude here. But we drove from Washington State to here, like straight. And you just see so wow. we went from lush mountains and snow to like snow, snow, to now you're in the desert. <laughs> you know? It's like, how did that happen in 30 hours? You know what I mean? It's well, it was took a little longer than that, but it's amazing to do that. And for you to go from California to Boston, basically, that's huge. That's pretty, that's diverse, right? I've never done anything like that. I don't even like driving on long road trips, but when you, you know, I mean, it was during the pandemic and I left before vaccinations and I arrived Mm -hmm. with a vaccination and wow. (laughs) And the world had pretty much shut down, you know, during most of the trip. Mm -hmm. So when I went to Lubbock, I couldn't go to that museum. I, I had my food takeout in my room. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
a lot of my road trip was like that. And that's why mm-hmm. I ended up staying in Florida for three and a half months over the <laughs> winter before I continued. And then things were getting a little better. I was vaccinated and um, but you know, I mean, it's been going in these waves, this whole virus and it's up and um, down. It's so weird, man. But mm-hmm. I think travel's there and I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's, no. it's going to go Evan. It's going to be in it's by individual. Like, do you have it or not? If you have it, stay home, you know, try, you know, some places we still mask up. I mean, cause we travel full time and it's, we don't want people to get it from us. We don't want it. Like, you know, we're vaccinated and everything too, but it's, um, it's different for everybody. And I think you have to do whatever's best that you can. Well, you know, the vac- the vaccinations are not 100%. So it makes sense to do whatever you can to keep from getting ill. I was yeah, just on a media trip, uh, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, not even. And uh, one of the PR reps that was there was totally sick the whole time. And there was mm-hmm. one day she stayed away from us, but most of the time she was seated she was seated right next to me two Thursdays ago eating lunch. And, and she said she kept testing negative. And then as soon as we got back home, she mm-hmm. sent out an email to everybody that she tested positive. And right. I was sure I was doomed, right? It's so contagious, mm-hmm. but I've had four vaccines and, and, um, and they work because I would have caught it. There's no doubt. I can't even believe I didn't catch a cold. And um, but I didn't catch anything. So I truly believe in the boosters. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't so sure until this happened. Wow. Wow. And that's mm-hmm. freaky. It's freaky because it's not like people aren't dying, you know. So it's right. and, it, and the more protected you are, the better you have to like what you you're you're here. Thank yeah. goodness. Welcome. Welcome to the show. You're here. You made it. Like, really. This is great. This is great. So let's talk about Boston. Nancy and I, you know, we travel full time. We do parks, public lands. Boston is definitely on our list. And, you know, all I have to say is all you Massachusetts shooters, Bostonians, all of you, everyone that I've met that is anywhere in that vicinity, know how to have a good time and don't mess with you. Don't like it's the same thing. Just you know how to have a good time. Put things square. Like boom, this is how it is, and you know how to have a good time. But don't mess with you. That that's that's it's cool. It's that I love it. To be the consensus of what people think a Bostonian is. I don't. I don't know that I fall into that category so much. But I, I'm not rough and tough, and you know, no, it's but you have a good time. You're, you're fun. <laughs> Everybody I know from your side of the planet is fun. But like I, I, I dig it. I, I, I'm like, oh, cool. She's in Boston. Yeah, let's have some fun. Come on the show <laughs> to me. I don't know. think it's about being rough and tough. I think it's more about being just straight up. Yeah, that's true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and that's that's a good thing in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yes. who wants to waste time on? Oh, I have to watch my. Don't language. say that word. <laughs> don't say it. I know exactly what you're going to say. Don't do it. I, I, I behaved. I behaved. But like, who who wants who wants to waste time? You know, go have a good time. Go to Boston. Apparently, there's more than baked beans, and I didn't know it was baked beans and cod. I knew it was Boston baked beans, but I didn't know it was Boston baked beans and cod as a thing. 
But um, yeah, so this is pretty is impressive. Is big here. Haddock and mm. codfish is really big here. I missed haddock more than anything when I lived in California for six years. Oh, and, wow. and so I would sometimes even order it. And I, I would order New England clam chowder to ship frozen to me in California. That's yeah. how much I missed it. So wow. so California didn't, couldn't, yeah, because it's regional. Yeah, that's that's a whole different deal. And a different kind of clam chowder. and Different clams. But, Yes. Well, and, mm -hmm. and different way of making Sauce. Yeah. Um, with the shells and it was different, but you know, Boston <laughs> has a lot of meaning to me as now that you know that I went on this road trip, when I arrived in Boston, I could not have been happier. And that mm -hmm. was my last leg of the six month journey. And I spent a week in Boston exploring and reconnecting with the area before I moved uh, to Swampscott. Oh, wow. And so this, is that kind of like, did you know you were going to move to Swampscott or is that just... I did, but it was, it, the timing had to be, um, I had to wait to move in. So I was kind of taking my time along oh, the way, I but I was really thrilled to be able to spend a week. And I, I you know, I stayed at three different properties and uh, one of them was the new Four Seasons, one Dalton. And, yeah. um, and that was really, really cool because they had in the lobby right behind the check-in desk, they had this huge mural that, um, you know, it was, did you see the mural? The molasses mural. Everyone will see in the article in the photo, oh, the molasses mural, because Nancy and I learned about the great molasses flood on drunk history. And yes, we were like, drunk we have industry. to go to Boston because of the molasses <laughs> People flood. People died. I mean, they, I know. Were, they were in the factory, you know, they were in the factory, <laughs> but... But yeah, it was, it's such a crazy thing, right? It's that you could weird. die from a lot. It but it's like being tarred and feathered, right? It's like sticky stuff. And it I can't imagine it. And drowning I mean, is painful. Apparently drowning is the worst pain. But like, like molasses drowning, that's not You would cool. think that's, that you could get out of molasses. I mean. No, that they, heavy. It's heavy. They were in the factory when it happened and it just, it was, it, the, uh, it flooded. I mean, people get. People in in rainstorms go drive into huge puddles and drown. So yeah. it happens. Well, then, yeah, we, we lived in Tucson and they would say, don't drown, turn around. And then right. you watch on the news, who did it? You did yeah. it. Did you well, walk and out? it says don't do it. And then don't people do it. Do it and you can't, like, you can't, yeah, you can't get out of your car. I mean, the, the water will close you in. It's it's not cool, but people do it. And you're yeah. you know better. They just do don't it. believe it. You can't defy nature, but molasses, this whole thing. That's crazy. That's a swamp in itself. <laughs> you know? I know. And within that mural are all the iconic Bostonian items, you know, like the Sitco sign and, mm -hmm. and all these other things. that baked um, beans. The baked beans. Yeah. <laughs> the Capitol <laughs> building. Yeah. So you'll have to, um, yeah. So, and so you'll have to really, you know, when you, when the article runs, just like really, look at that picture because you, it's almost like uh you know fine you know where's waldo kind of thing like you're looking at all these different landmarks it's pretty cool yeah mm. i like that so you stayed there and then you also went to the western right is that the right name i no, i went to um yeah so uh -oh. is it the um the w hotel the w why did i oh oh you know what i've got that other guy's name on my head here but yeah the w hotel because that's where aerosmith was right so yeah, so Aerosmith um, would stay at, at, the, at, at this room that I stayed in. It was a huge room. It was called their Wow Suite. And when I arrived, I, it was you know all black lacquer and uh, really 
really rock musician designed and mm-hmm. um it, it was just um everything was electronic you know so the shades and the lights and everything was just on you know this little plate where you press a button and they had a beautiful big bathroom <laughs> with a soaking tub everything overlooked you know the city and it was that was amazing and they at the time I went they were having a Verve Clicquot uh garden experience so um that was when I met up with my sister for the first time and she came to meet me and, and actually stayed overnight. Yeah, she did. And we did the whole Verve Clicquot experience and had lobster rolls and, um, and, and Verve Clicquot, which is, you know, the staple best champagne around here. And uh, it was a really fun night. And uh, people were, even though, you know, things were still closed off somewhat because this was a year ago um it was we it was still pretty crowded there i think the bostonians for the most part didn't care and um and yeah so i stayed there a few nights and uh i stayed on charles street uh which is i want to go back to the hotel the the w room it's the whitney that's and i i meant the whitney Whitney is a different hotel it's a whitney oh Okay, Whitney. that's where I got messed up. Yeah, yes. that's where I got messed up. But the 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 W, I was like the Whitney. No, it, and I said the Weston. So everybody, it's my fault because we can't see notes <laughs> while we're doing this very well. So anyway, it there's the Whitney is different. Yes, the Whitney Hotel is on Charles Street. Yeah. So it's it's um in Cambridge, and uh that was I I think that was my first stop and and uh, it was a small boutique hotel and it was really interesting because it was formerly a building house housing building for nurses and uh and so yeah and and now it's this it's this amazing hotel property and right outside is you know charles street and it's got like this restaurant road and all these little shops it's one of um it's all in that beacon hill area and really um really a nice hotel and mm-hmm. uh and you can you know you can walk to starrow drive and um mm-hmm. the charles river which is very popular that's really cool that you have these hotels and when you go to a city like that you want to kind of park and just explore you know what i mean yes. and, and get on there and you trying. went to the yeah the freedom mm-hmm. trail tell us a little bit about that because i know a lot of our audience you know that's if you go to Boston, that's the thing to do, because this really tells the story of the founding of America. So like when we think about parks and historic sites and a lot of our National Park Service, three quarters of it is actually historic sites, not just the magnificent Yosemite's and Yellowstone, which also have history, by the way. But mm-hmm. big Freedom history. Trail is yes. a big deal. I mean, you can go to where yes. they threw the tea and said, you know. Yes, the, the go. Tea party. Yes, the Boston go. Party. And <laughs> when the colonists threw the tea over and they pretended they were um, Indians and yes. it was crazy, right? The Mo- so, yeah, they pre- pretended to be Mohawks. That's like yeah. crazy. I know. <laughs> Got to do a hair change there. The, you know, blame it on the Indians. Come on. I know. I know. <laughs> they, get the, they get the bad rap, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what's interesting is, you know, coming back to Boston and seeing like the seaport is all built up now and it wasn't so built up when I left. It was just starting. Mm. Oh, there, wow. are, there are different changes and then there are the staples. So 
discovering like the new four seasons that was new but it all connects with the old and and one of the old is the freedom trail which i've lived here most of my life and i never did it so i had a friend visiting in september and she and she was coming in and i said you know what I'm going to pick you up. She was staying at the Hyatt the first night in Boston and uh, by the airport. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pick you up and we're going to walk the Freedom Trail. (laughs) And and she was like, okay. And I said, I've never done it. I am reconnecting with Boston and I I really just want to do this. So we did. It was very warm and humid. Last summer was really, really hot and humid here. And uh, we walked. It's only two and a half miles, but um, and it's it's. It's a little bit tricky because there's a lot of construction on the streets and this, and you know, it's sidewalks and you're crossing through the, 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 you know, the park, um, the Boston commons and, and. Um, oh, wow. You've got to think stopped. the Boston commons, even that is such a huge deal. Yeah. Like, you know, you hear, because we've never been there, but we've heard about all these places. And so you're just like, wow, you get to actually go there. I yes. know it's, Sounds crazy. And, and, you know, I went to school at Emerson College, which is right across from wow. Commons. And, and that's where I used to go and hang out and study in between classes. And um, mm. but it is beautiful to walk through. And um, but yeah, so the Freedom Trail, it, you know, we started. Oh, where was the start? It was um, it was by it was by the Commons. I, I forget exactly where. But so you have to follow. We had to ask a couple of times. And because sidewalks were blocked for construction in a certain oh, area. okay mm-hmm. and as we were walking through and and trying to get you you end up at the constitution so so but all these different stops you can look on your phone and um and there is an app that'll talk about the different places and where to stop and you if you want you can go into the churches and you can go into all these different landmarks or you're just walking through and you know we didn't go inside any place um, because, you know, it was still last year and it was a little tricky, but, mm. um, but we ended up, you know, walking down through and you're walking to Charlestown. And so you're, you're starting in Boston, you're going through like the North end and you're going, you're, and you're, you're ending up like there's Haymarket and Quincy market. I, you know, that's, a, that's a whole big area that when I was growing up, uh, you know, in my partying days, that was the place to go. And they had chairs and they had all these different places. Uh, they had this medieval manor and they had all these places cool. that you could go to. But now um, it's a little bit different. It's more touristy there. Mm-hmm. And it's still, you, you can walk through Quincy Market and get different foods and shops and souvenirs and uh, Boston baked beans, candy and things like that. Uh, but most people will go to the North End, which is a really fun place to be. And mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, if you go, they have um, like a farmer's market area where, you know, the the um, Italians are just screaming and, and, and they're like trying oh, to cool. sell their wares. It's really funny. And they swear. And, um, cool. Let's go, Nancy. We wow, know. sounds good to me. That to me is authentic, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I, I can take from where I live, I can, I, it's a half a mile to the train, the commuter rail, they call it. And it takes you right to North station. And then um, the North end is right there. And so it's called Haymarket and where they sell all the fruit and veggies. Uh, and it's a crazy scene. Uh, them trying to get rid of everything. And, um, and I've gone there just to get a bunch of produce just to experience it. But um, the North End is also an experience because you're going to these old and newer Italian restaurants, pastry shops, and, you know, is Mike's or Modern Pastry better? And all these different things are there. I've done like a tour through the North End and tasting all the different foods and the little shops. And um, it's a great experience to go there. I think it's, it's a must. It sounds very um, culturally diverse. And I think because it it's it's like a harbor port city that that happens. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously it's, it's a big deal with, you know, Boston and its history, you know, of, of this country, but it's, it seems like you could probably get a taste from every country while you're there. You can, you can, I mean, and, the, and, and people love going to the North end for Italian food, but you know, then you walk out and you're going to the seaport and you've got, then you've got all things seafood and steak. So it's more surf and turf. And then there's some, you know, there's there's more restaurants popping up. I just went to an, one of the newest restaurants that just opened called Kestra in the Omni Hotel in the Seaport area. Brand new hotel, brand new restaurant, and it's more Mediterranean. And oh, uh, wow. it's absolutely delicious. Highly recommended. It's got an open structure. Uh, but yeah, and they have a they have a rooftop um, pool bar and lounge area now, and that just opened. And uh, yeah, so that 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 restaurant Castro is all Mediterranean. But then there's Rosa Mexicana and uh, in the seaport, so you can uh, you know you can you can get your Mexican food and and legal seafood is a chain around here that's legal. Everywhere. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. That's a big name here, and uh, and it's where you can get the best clam chowder, in my opinion, and uh, or chowder. <laughs> it's funny because being in California for six years and then coming back to Boston, um, I laugh at the accent, even though people mm -hmm. in California hear my accent, but I hear it a lot more from other people here. <laughs> and, That's, and, yeah, I understand that because you kind of got this way. Now it's coming back, but you have it. It's not going. It's not going. But you talk about in your article what a, a, a real New England clam bake is. And I always, Nancy and I are allergic to seafood. So oh, everything no. you're talking to us. Yeah. Well, but you know, we don't need more to eat, honestly. But, you know, I'll take it. But well, that's the first but, thing I did arriving back was I had to get, you know, with it, with all my friends and family, it was like I was going out to eat a lot and going to get lobster rolls and going to get, um, you know, fried clam plates and, and all the haddock I could possibly eat. And, uh, but there is the New England clam bake. And that is just like all the different shell, shellfish that, um, that are, that are steamed and cohogs and everything. Cohogs. What is a cohog? That's um, a cohog. <laughs> it's like a that pig sounds... of the sea. I know. I was like, I was reading that. I'm like, 
She's got piggies in the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I just want to make sure I'm saying this right because I think it's it's a clam, as far as I know, right? Oh, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a quahog. I was like, I have never heard of that. Oh, and that, well, we don't know anything better, you know. Oh, yeah, we yeah. don't know about so, seafood. So yeah, they're yeah. clams. That's that's you know, so they're big clams called quahog. I don't eat them. Oh, I eat them like that. I'll eat fried clams, like the big belly fried clams, but, um, but to have quahogs, I don't really do that. That's when they slurp it. And, um, it's, Ew. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and mussels, you know, do uh, you do oysters? Yeah, but we don't do oysters in Boston, but we, there's a lot of oysters and there's some really good oysters around here. Uh, not here, but they get them from Cape Cod. So, oh, well, okay. In my opinion, Wellfleet has the best oysters okay. in the world. And I've lived in Paris and had the oysters there. And I, you know, from Normandy and I've had oysters in, you know, Hog Island in California. And um, I just really love the Wellfleet oysters the best. Where is that? Okay. Well, Cape, where, Cod. Where is Cape Cod. Okay. We haven't done that either. We haven't, we have... We've been close, but not <laughs> quite there. Mm-hmm. We haven't been to, we haven't done Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts. The whole Eastern. Yeah, we, we've been, as, Maryland yeah. is, we'll be in Maryland in a couple of weeks. That's yeah. as close. Mellowa- okay. Mar- Maryland and Delaware. I was like, Delaware. Okay. Ma- what did I just say? Maltware. I've, I've done a story on Baltimore before and, and ate a lot of, you know, it was, it was, a lot about the crab, right? The blue crab. And, and, um, and I, yeah, I had a soft shell crab for the first time there in a sandwich. And that was interesting with, you know, the claws <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> did you eat the shell? You no, it's soft shell. It's a soft oh, did shell. You eat it? Yeah. Everything has old bake seasoning <laughs> on it. That's, <laughs> That's weird, it, the bacon. It? We stayed at a bed and breakfast. A hoof off of a cow. No, because it's soft. (laughs) It's soft. It's it is. It's it's a strange sensation to eat a soft shell crab. I have to admit, but I did it. Wow. Well, we had the old bay seasoning when we were at the Hummingbird Inn in Easton, Maryland. He did bacon, and he overnighted with bourbon and old bay seasoning. I mean, thick slices of bacon in the morning for breakfast. On Sundays, he, it's Bellini's, peach Bellini's, mm. one after the other. And after that With night bacon. before, he, he gave everybody more than one Bellini because we all needed to, We apparently the front porch was rotten. We all had <laughs> many cocktails. Uh, like it, it was summer. And so he's like, here, so here. Oh, it, was, it wasn't summer. It was, it was Halloween. And he had all the Halloween decor out. Eric and... Um, this bacon really comes fun. out and Nancy about fell to the floor in pure, <laughs> like she's going to drool, jaw drop. It's she's the best thing I've ever had. It's like, in a, it comes in the glass that you're supposed to have orange juice kind of thing, but it's, here's this, the big slabs of bacon in your glass. Like, so and good. honest to God, like, don't, when you, it, old bay seasoning is old bay seasoning, but with bourbon, candied, oh, so good. candied, Bacon with brown with sugar, oh my sugar, god, base seasoning and bourbon, and he bakes it. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah, I want so. I think, I think that is maybe better thing. than seafood. <laughs> well, 
I'm just going to well, say that. Because we now. can't eat seafood anyway, but um, it's the best thing You can ever. eat bacon. <laughs> so, if the, so does Old Bay seasoning <laughs> kind of go all the way down to Massachusetts or does it stop in there? It does. I mean, I, I thought everybody knew about Old Bay because it was always in my spice cabinet. And uh, But when I went to Baltimore, I realized it's um, amazingly huge there. And uh <laughs> I, and, and so I, I came back with one, you know, they gave me a little can on my trip and, um, but yeah, everybody's, everybody's seasons with Old Bay. You know what? I learned about that when we lived in South Africa, they used it. Yeah. How oh, weird really? is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking about that's the only place I'd ever heard about it was in South Africa. I mm-hmm. wonder, I wonder if that's going to be go more because of the Portuguese and the Greek uh, families we have lived there. Um, I don't know. It's going to fish. Is it a fish? Portuguese, they like that salted cod, you know. Um, And sardines. They brought the sardine thing, man. Mm -hmm. The sardine. All of the sardines. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had huge sardine runs. And that people ate sardines like with condensed milk. What's a grunion? Is a grunion a sardine or not? I don't know, Nancy. But they ate ate sardines with condensed milk. They had grunion runs where. People would go out at midnight and the fish were all kind of migrating into shore and it's like they go catch them with nets. But why why condensed milk? It's still like what I don't understand is condensed milk with sardines. But that's, you know, everybody eats what they eat regionally. I know. So she's, she's giving oh, this okay. shenane. But, this, but that's the thing about where you go, like this food, be, like when you're saying in California, you miss the headache and that's, that's a I think food really puts a sense of place and again when you think about here's you know 1776 stuff went down you know and it went down in Boston and you think about how all these cultures develop these dishes and how long the food history is you know I think you know we talk about parks and going to historic sites but food when a region keeps its food history Obviously, mm-hmm. innovates it, as huge. you're saying. Then you can get Mediterranean around the corner. You know, you can get Asian right. food. You can get all these different things. But which rec- it shows who's there now, and you know, over the years. But I think that that's the interesting thing because your food comes from what's there, land and sea. And, and I think that's what's food. beautiful. That's part of my book too. I I, I travel. Oh yes, your book. Destiny. Yeah, I travel to all these destinations. So I have a hundred and. 15, I think, destinations in my book of travel essays that connect each each destination's indigenous ingredient or dish of the of that mm. place. And I share a recipe. So there's about 88 recipes. Wow. So um, the readers can get a taste of travel, which was a mm. column I had syndicated for over a decade. And um, and then I during the pandemic, I started to edit and update all of them. And I created this book. And um, it's like a Bible to me because I refer to it often for different recipes. Or if somebody needs a recipe, I'll be like, look on page, such and such. It's in there. Um, But one of the things that connects me to Boston, too, that I didn't get anywhere else. And um, and, you know, everybody makes it differently. And you've when you find it, you love it is Boston cream pie. Mm, Have you ever had that? No, Mm -hmm. but um. Well, I've, I've had it where people say this is Boston cream pie, but it may or may not have been what real Boston cream pie was. 
Well, it's got this, this chocolate frosting, like yeah. a, like on like, like what you get on. There's a donut that's similar, and it's, it's got the the, the cream like ecl filling. It's an eclair. It's yes, it's like an eclair. Oh, a Boston yeah. eclair. Okay. No, mm -hmm. it's not a Boston eclair. It's a oh, come on eye. now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we need to go it's to Boston. Similar. <laughs> Well, you similar. do have to go yes. to Boston because some some places make the best Boston cream pie. I love that, and I mm -hmm. love the the fried clam plates and you know the baked haddock and. Um, so the Boston cream pie is there chocolate involved? Is there? Ch yes, they, there's chocolate. They drizzle it on top. Well, that it's not a drizzle. It's more like um, <laughs> like a ganache, right? So oh. It's, it's a fudgy, right. <laughs> more like a fudgy topping that's caked on, but it, de it depends on the recipe. I've had it served um, on Long Wharf in Boston. I've had it served mm -hmm. in a, uh, in a jar um, where it's, it was like a deconstructed Boston cream pie and in it still jar. had the taste, but it was all in there. And it was one of the best I've ever had. Ooh. It was at the Marriott. They had a restaurant mm. in here. I don't know if that restaurant is still there or not. Uh, there's a lot that's changed. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, so so where I am on the North Shore, I also grew up in Salem, Massachusetts, which is right. She's a uh, witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, don't eat the bread. Do not eat the bread in Salem. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you could be a witch. Oh, you never know. No. I, I did grow up here. I went to Salem High School. and um, But there's a, you know, what's relatively new. I mean, it was here when I lived here, but uh, it just started up again. And it's the Salem Ferry, which you can take um, to, I mean, Boston is known for the terrible traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And you just never, I mean, you can pretty much tell it's at rush hour, but you just really never know when you're going to hit it. I can leave here at six o'clock and it'll take me an hour and a half to get in Boston, or I could leave here and it takes 25 minutes. So oh, it, wow. it's better to take public transportation if you can. That's why I like to take the train or, um, or, you know, yeah. I've taken the Salem ferry. So you go to Salem and you can take this ferry over to Long Wharf in Boston. And it cool. is really cool to do that. Mm -hmm. And they have a bar service and it's just a fun yeah. experience. Cool. And it drops you right at Long Wharf where there's a bunch of restaurants and, and you can, and that's the seaport area. Hmm. And, and so you can walk around there and there's a lot of new things there and, you know, down, down by, that's where the World Trade Center is. And, um, and, you know, the, there's like, I think two or three legal seafoods as, as far as I know that are still there. I just and, love that name. That's funny. Del Frisco Steakhouse is there. Um, there's, you know, a lot of really good steakhouses in the Boston area too. Hmm. I wonder where that came months. in. I mean, is there a lot of cattle ranching near there or? No. Nope. <laughs> there's, there's a boat that brings it you in. You get the Wagyu beef, so it's from Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, because it's interesting to us. So, I mean, because it, 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 when it's seaside, it's like this interesting thing. And then you have the big winter as well, which is, so is it very four seasons? Like when you have spring, is it so springy or What's it like over four seasons? Well, right now it is spring still, um, and it is cold today. I mean, I've been freezing all day. Mm -hmm. 
Monday on Memorial Day, I was hanging out with a neighbor on her porch until nine o'clock that night. And it was so beautifully warm out. And wow. you know, it was the ocean breeze was it was just really a summer night. And nice. so we had a couple of days where it was warm and we could enjoy our decks. But then this week it's been cold, raw and rainy again. So, oh. um, you know, hmm. I, I did turn my heat back on and, oh. uh, and I'm not happy about that, but then all of a sudden it'll just, sometimes you, you skip right over from winter. You think you're going into spring, but then it extends for a long time and then boom, summer, hot and humid. You're right hmm. in it. And hmm. so, so coming back here mid July last year, I was standing in front of my apartment waiting to get in across from the ocean, the middle of the day, freezing. It was mid-July. It just wow. happened to be one of those weird days on the ocean Whoa. where you're cold. And, you know, there was a cool raw breeze and, uh, you know, and then the rest of the time was just hot and humid, of course. And, and so you're getting into, it was really, really hot and humid last summer my first summer back and then the fall came and I was super excited about it. It's one of my favorite seasons. I couldn't wait to see the foliage and I kept taking mm -hmm. long drives to New Hampshire and, and just to see the foliage and to pick apples. I love Macintosh apples. So had to go apple picking and, uh, and, and then in November, it just started to get to the point where I had forgot how cold it gets. Mm. And so I ended up leaving and I went to Florida for a few months. <laughs> like, we, were in, we were in uh, Northeast Pennsylvania in November. Oh. And, oh, we've done, okay. and we're going to do it again. But yeah, we did. Fun. Hey, listen, I know you just came back from Wisconsin. We did that in winter. Once. Uh, oh, <laughs> I learned about <laughs> snow shoveling and Nancy made me toddies. I learned yeah. that you can have toddies in the morning, yes. coffee and, and you can do that. If you're snow shoveling, you of are course. allowed a toddy. You can do Absolutely. anything you want. So no, it's, 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 a, whole, it's a whole different thing. But um, I remember it was November and because we pet sit as we travel. That's a COVID thing. And it's awesome. It's been the best thing right. we've ever done. People that have been doing that. Yeah, yeah it's really awesome. cool. And um, so it's we were petting for a friend and she's like oh I'm coming can you say that and I'm looking at the weather I'm like no we're, we're going home now and <laughs> home was we're on our way to a, a, a um, satellite, we were going to satellite beach Florida and we get in the, we just, that's it and we the storm was coming there was hail there was a little bit of snow there was wind there was I mean everything and it was fairly warmish fall the fall colors I mean, that you guys are all up in the Northeast. The fall colors are just beyond. It's, amazing. it's just beyond. I mean, I can't even, I, I it's amazing. you know, talk about verklempt. It is. It is <laughs> yes. after living in the desert and everything in Southern California and every, uh, there's, there's nothing like this. But so we get in the car and we stopped at a rest area. <laughs> I mean, I thought like just we in the car. It's too cold. It's just yeah. you open that door and that yeah. wind and that ice wind. And it's like, no. And then we got in there. We went in the rest <laughs> area like, thing. And it was, no, no I'm yeah. like, I'm looking in the car. What can we pee in? Like, honestly, it's so cold. Then we managed to get ourselves out. We get in there. And that's where your face mask 
keeps your face warm. It's pretty cool. Actually, yes. Did you true. learn that too? Oh, yes. yes. And then you get and in there works. and then you don't want to leave to go back to the car. You're yeah, like, because... no, it's heated here. But we get to the car and I'm like, I don't care what happens. We are getting to Florida. And then within what hours to Florida, next thing you know, we're in short sleeve t-shirts filming alligators in a swamp. Like, what is this life? You know? But that is the beauty of travel, right? And the beauty mm-hmm. of travel writing, having these experiences. But there is a beauty to the winter. Even Madison, Wisconsin oh, yeah. in the winter, there you, was magic in there. If you, and yeah, it'd be very pretty. If you can yeah. be in a warm place with a fireplace and look out yes. and see it and the snow is crystal and and it's it's beautiful. It's a very different experience when you have to go to an office or take your children to school. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, that's not a good thing. Get the ice off your windshield. Dude, I watch people at four in the morning cleaning their car windshields off and I'm going four in the morning. I don't even want to move. The dogs are sleeping on top of me. And I'm like, dogs do not move. This is, I want the warmth, Mm -hmm. but these people are out there. And my, I mean, that's the beauty of travel again, where you see this happening and your respect. You do have to be hardcore to be able to do that. I'm going to tell you something though. It's, it's pretty funny what I've realized since I've moved back, right? After being away and coming back and I look at people a little bit differently, like, because mm-hmm. I'm always curious, like, how do they survive here in the winter? And even my sister, I, I want But you her. grew up there. I know, but I never, I, I could never deal with the warm. And I mean, it's one of the reasons why travel writing uh, really thrilled me because I could escape the winter and go to the Caribbean and do all these trips through the winter to get a reprieve. So, you know, in the and when I was here during the first snowstorm and, you know, I don't have a garage for my car, which I, I did in California, um, but here I don't. And so I had to go clean off my car and I put on my boots and I put on all my stuff and my hat. And it was really fun. It was light, fluffy snow. And I hadn't seen snow in, in a long time. So it was actually fun for me. But that's I just, you know, one time and then I was done and it was getting yeah. cold. Um, but I, I've been watching people through the winter and I have a friend who she through the whole winter, I wouldn't even do this in the summer. The waters are so cold here on this ocean. And she was jumping in with a group every morning. Uh, no way. That's like Kramer and Seinfeld. It's the polar ice dip. Yeah. They, no. they had this group of people that just did this every morning. And I think wow. she's still doing it. But, you know, the weather is a little bit warmer. People were in the ocean. They were at the beach um, on Monday. Wow. And, uh, but yeah, and so I watch people in there and the way they describe it, like, like I have a very different place that I'm in compared to my sister who's never lived beyond here. And, um, and she, she would say, oh, it's really nice out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know? <laughs> so their tolerance is different. And, and so, you know, they're, New Englanders are hardy people. Yes, they really right. are. Absolutely. I'm a wuss. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. The you know, the wild west mm-hmm. is not that wild. Further no, west I... you go, the warmer you get, and then you get oh, this is cool. Well, it's then a you different have to go... kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. No, because you got deserts, heat desert, you've got fires, snakes. you've got snakes, mm. you've got spiders and all these scorpions, things. Nancy's best friend. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> they seem to find me. So you don't have spiders. 
we have spiders, but we sure. don't have the kind that California has. Yeah. yeah. It's they're this mean, is, uh, they're mean it, over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is why, like, it's so different. And that's, I think, so, you know, as we travel the country and we've done some places back and forth, different seasons, but it is mind-blowing how diverse mm. this country is, the beauty it of is. it. I mean, it's really, to mm. me, amazing to see just, I mean, I, we well, can't wait to get to where you are because that's a whole other experience. But I feel like, so you, you're, thank you for the tips mm. on traffic because I think... Mm get in, park your car at your hotel and take public transport or fly in or rail mm. in maybe. And because it seems like we should just stay right in the heart of Boston and experience it from there. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, um, there are different ways to do it. So there, you know, you can take the train and you can take the subways, uh, and, and, you can also take, there's this new, I haven't taken it yet, but I'm supposed to be. And it's um, it's a seaplane that goes from Boston to New York, or it'll cool. go to Boston to Provincetown uh, on Cape Cod, right? And, and I'm supposed to be taking it to New York and I can do a day trip or stay overnight. But uh, yeah, there's, cool. there, there's, there are all kinds of options. And I actually, mm -hmm. in March, went to New York City where it was cold and I wore my mask uh, because I wanted the warmth and walking through the streets there. Um, but yeah, it gets, I, I ended up taking the Flix bus because it's a clean bus. It's cheap. It's, it was like $30 round trip or something like that, like 30 or what? $40. And it'll take you right into, um, you know, Midtown Manhattan and, it's easier to me than flying in. Uh, mm -hmm. It's easier than taking the train and it's way easier than driving and paying 60 to $80 a night to park your car in their garage. Right. In the hotel. Wow. But so the flex is, it's actually really easy. And uh, so taking that. So now I, I like to try different ways to get around. And so the seaplane is another option and I'm coordinating with the people there. Um, it's called tailwind. And, uh, and so that sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. you have to tell them your weight. <laughs> oh no. Well, yeah. Oh, they, they, they're like, okay, you sit on this side of the plane and you go sit way over there. Oh I no. It's they like balance. They have to divvy it up and decide. They have to balance. Do. When was the last, I don't, I stay at my weight as much oh. as possible. I, I don't look at the, no, people have scales out and I go, no, it's the devil. No, don't, I know. Really? Don't even look at me. It sits that there. Happened it looks to me before. And it was on, um, a, you know, a flight to, uh, Lake Placid in New York state and, and, uh, and they, they, some people couldn't go back, uh, because they could only fit so many and it all depended on your weight, but there is another way to avoid oh, traffic. Like if no. you're going, how do they do that? I'm sorry. You have to stay here. You're too heavy for the plane. They had what to take the next flight. So they had to wait an hour or so. What? Wow. That's a good tip, though. That's really good to know. Wow. Because, so, because it just depends on the luck of the draw of who comes in and who's also the, like in the, line. The earlier wow. you get there, the more like if a bunch of heavy, heavy, no. heavy people get there first. Do they nope. get first? 
Oh, there's no rhyme or reason to how they selected, except um, I think people what? would volunteer and say, I'm with somebody, so we have to go and they have to figure it out. It's it's their situation at the airport. Wow. But that's a small plane. And there's also a plane that you can take. And a friend of mine who no. came to visit me right after I moved here, she was visiting another friend in Nantucket. And she said, oh, can you come get me? It's only an hour and a half to the Cape. And I laughed hysterically. And I said, you know what? It is not. Because of the traffic in the summer, it's hours. And then hours back. And you're in line. And and it's terrible to drive to the Cape in the summer during high season. So hmm. she took a plane and uh, and came to the airport in Boston. And you can take a Cape Air plane. And it's a small oh little plane. And I don't think you have to tell your weight on that one. Uh, but uh, I have taken that before. No. So that, but there's all this. options. No. One time I was in the hospital and the doctor said, how much do you weigh? And I'm calculating in my head, what shall I say? And he goes, <laughs> no. I'm like, oh, I think around so-and-so. And he goes, well, the bed told him my weight. I'm like, that's not fair. The bed <laughs> told him. I was like, no, stop it. No. Oh, my gosh. And it was totally different than what you thought. But I oh, love that there's all different. these options. And I think that's where we're going. And having public transport like buses, trains, and, and things like that, and, you know, smaller planes, I've been hearing about like smaller plane groups really working um, and limos that are going more towards mass transit, like not just being for the la da like, yeah. hey, you know what, there's a need here to, you know, not, we don't need to build more roads, we need to think differently of the yes. options we have uh, mm -hmm. for, you know, cities like Boston and LA, I mean, LA really mm -hmm. has to change. I mean, there's it really, New York, I mean, so I think it's great. The more options we have, the better. And it's better for the environment. I mean, even just on climate change, we have to look. And as travelers, we do need to look at what our footprint is going into a place. Mm -hmm. And if you can use their public transport, you're helping to fund that and keep it there. Well, but you're also kind of hanging with how the locals travel on a daily basis, too which I think is good when you're in a car by yourself getting lost and annoying everybody because you're going, the attraction is over there. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, you're, you're annoying everybody. No, so you're, you're really the annoying tourist. But if you actually get in where the, you know, the locals know, get on the bus, get on here, you're going to start to really understand a region and its culture better. So I think it's a good thing. And there is um there's actually a new train service that's starting in July, and I'm I'm actually hoping to get on that to write a story. Uh, and it's called the Ethan Allen Express. And Ooh, it, they're gonna um, have good furnishings in there. Yeah, I, I, right? I, I want to see the chairs. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't fold that into a roll bed. top table uh, desk. Yeah. You know, roll top desk. That's actually it's it's not from Boston though, but you can take Boston to New York. You can take the train from okay. I've done that before, Boston to New York, and then from New York to Burlington, Vermont. So it's really going through different areas of Vermont from New York and uh and ending in Burlington. So hmm. I've always wanted to go to Burlington, Vermont, and I just haven't been there. I've been to a lot of places in New England and you know, I love Kennebunkport, Maine, and uh, you know, a and Kittery and all those places, you know, I, 
Portsmouth, New Hampshire is one of my all-time favorite places in New Hampshire. And and in Vermont, I used to go with my dad when I was little and he just loved Vermont. And so, you know, they have the Trap Family Lodge there and everything. But yeah, I've never been to Burlington, Vermont or, or, or Harbor. And, and these are places, there's so much to explore. And you mm-hmm. can do a lot of this. Like one, one of my favorite places I used to visit a lot because I, I had, uh, I was with somebody who had a condo there. It was Lincoln, New Hampshire. So I went back there. I said, I have to go back to Lincoln, New Hampshire. It's an hour, 20 minute drive from here. And, and they have, you know, they had this gypsy cafe that I remembered loving and, but I didn't have that condo access anymore, but there was this new developed resort called um, the Riverwalk at Loon Mountain. And, and so I went there in the fall and it was beautiful. You know, you hear a lot of babbling brooks and, and this whole huge, it's, it's um, an ownership hotel. So people mm-hmm. own their units and then they rent, they have a service that rents them out for them. And, oh, wow. and they're building and they were in the process of building the second unit of built of, um, you know, condos. And so it, it's a place that, was so low key for me, but it's really being built up. And most people like to go in, you know, the snow season, but not me. I'd rather go in the summer. Mm-hmm. See, there she is. She's unless like, that's you, it. I want the summer. Unless you ski, the snow season's kind of like, ooh. Right. If you're right. a skier, that's one thing. But Or if you're a toddier, like I had to are oh. good anywhere, <laughs> even in the summer. Yeah, it's a toddier, a toddier. <laughs> thing well I love I love this whole conversation of Boston too and just you know travel in the northeast like where you are because it seems like Boston is really central to getting out not only experiencing the city but it's like it's a central hub so if you're flying from overseas or coming in from you know other parts of the country it's kind of like go to Boston experience that and I think it I can't wait because even when we you know on our tour we did a lot in the west and then suddenly we were in pennsylvania and maryland and everything and the history like oh wow this is like a whole like you know you're in the south and here's civil war history and then holy cow this is like we stayed in the bed and, a bed and breakfast that was in built in the 1700s mm-hmm. in um wisteria in in pennsylvania and i'm like Oh. When was the last time we were in a bed and breakfast from the 1700s? We were in England or somewhere you know, South overseas. Africa. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even know South Africa at 1700s, but I was like, that's, that doesn't happen on the West. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this yeah, interesting of old thing. And new. Really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Because like that B&B, they're, the civil war, the Brandywine conflict or battle happened at the edge of their property. And now there's a road through the property and there's a farm across the street that used to be part of the farmhouse. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. How awesome. but they, they keep that history yet. Mm-hmm. You can go downstairs and, you know, use the Keurig. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. here we are and there's a jacuzzi tab or what you, you know what I mean? That kind of, you have internet in this 1700 house like this old manor and it's like amazing so i think your area is just cool we can't wait to explore like, yeah. right where you are it's going to be and awesome you know, from somebody who just moved from wine country right so i'm in the wine industry i review wines a lot that's why i'm a member of iftua right and cool and um so one of the things i discovered that was new um was this uh and i you know i don't know how i found it 
um, I think it was on Facebook and it was Commonwealth Wine School. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. That you talked about that in the article. Yeah, I fell in love with this place. They had a Portugal wine um, masterclass for trade. And so they have public tastings. uh, They have public classes and they have all the certifications for, you know, like I'm a uh, WSET level two and it's the Wine and Spirits Education Trust. And uh, so you can go through this certification program and learn everything. And then you test and you get certified and it's a very difficult process after two. So um, I'm going to stay at two for now, but I came back here and I, I was in, I, I saw this trade tasting for Portuguese wines and I went and I'm like, what in the world, this is such a cool place. And it was a bunch of people gathered and they had this um, guy who was the ambassador for Portugal wines and and we tasted all these different things ended with port it was a wonderful experience cool. I went back two weeks later and um and they had an Abruzzo one and they ended with French sweet wines and mm-hmm. so that was also very cool and um and now they're doing a Long Island wine camp in July and they're doing all these different things so I'm like kind of I've kind of like been helping them out a little bit because um, I really love what they're doing. And for somebody like me, there's, there aren't too many places. There's, you know, there's a, there's a wine shop in Marblehead called Shuby's Marketplace. That's the only connection to wine I had in this area. Then there's, um, I I noticed what was new when I came back uh, is Urban Grape and that's in downtown Boston. And, um, you know, so there are different places popping up, but I love discovering the newness in Boston um, and also connecting with the old, like the Freedom Trail. I remember, you know, I started out in photography and I remember photographing for the um, Paul Revere House for all of their artifacts and for their insurance purposes, right? I did all the studio photography work um, just to help them with that. And Uh, but I had never walked the freedom trail, you know, I mean, it's kind of silly when I think about it, I used to, you know, go to the, and they also have the duck boat. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, You'll see this duck boat roaming around the streets of Boston and it looks like a boat with a duck head. Like it looks in the shape of a duck. And what happens is it'll, it'll go around and tour people through Boston and then it'll go into the water and become a boat. Yeah. So it's an oh, old that's army cool. boat and uh, it's some kind of military, military vehicle. It's an amphibious vehicle. Yeah. whatever. I think it's they have amphibious. them in Canada. They have it yeah. in Canada in some okay. areas. But no, I don't know about the duck head on it. Yeah, that's yeah so it's fun. called the duck tour. It's, um, and that's, that's pretty popular. <laughs> You'll see a lot of that in Boston. Oh, I love this. I love that, you know, even the wine part of it. I mean, every state makes wine, right? So you got to think Massachusetts has wine, but to find it like it's, it's kind of, I think, because you've got Harvard, you've got this college, you know, culture as well that keeps college towns. Mm -hmm. Nancy and I are always drawn to them because Mm -hmm. there's this energy and like, and I think because it's active, there's education. So there's this, um, there's a vibe. creative thought process and mm-hmm. communicate. Like if you go to a wine bar, you're going to have a conversation that goes beyond the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So there's a new sure? bar I mean? winery. Right. I, I just discovered that. 
Um, and I don't remember that being here when I lived here, but that's really cool. And it's right off of North Station. I can take the train and go there and not have to drive. And um, so City Winery, they have live entertainment every, you know, every weekend, it seems. And, um, and really a nice headline act. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that, I mean, it just keeps growing and evolving. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, there's different pockets for different things. There's a whole Chinatown. Like, I had gone to Emerson College for my undergrad, and, um, and that was in the theater district. And so I got to go to a lot of the shows and readings, script readings for, with actors coming in as part of the school curriculum. Um, and then... Wow. I did go, I did go to a summer course, uh, Harvard summer school. So I was in Cambridge for a summer doing that. I just went to Newbury street. So one of my favorite streets is Newbury street. And it's a, it's a very nice street with lots of restaurants and outdoor cafes. It looks to me very Parisian. And I just went there a couple of weeks ago, uh, meeting with actually some, uh, PR agency representing Maui, the Wailea properties, right? And we went to this place um, for lunch called Grand Tour, which I had never known. But I remember on a significant birthday I had um, almost 10 years ago, and uh, a bunch of my friends and some of my family went and I wanted to end the night. We did all my favorite things, got my favorite foods, fish and everything, went to the beach, Attic. did all these different things, got haddock and, and went to Newbury Street. I wanted to have dinner outside. It had to be homemade pasta. So we went to Newbury Street and it was late and it was probably, um, it was after nine, maybe closer to 10 or 11. And wow. We looked and we saw all these bicyclists going down the street. And then we took a closer look and we and we realized they were all naked. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Bicycle races are coming your way. <laughs> the naked bicyclists. I no can't way. even okay. believe that. Still I can't believe that happened. And I'm I just thinking I about that. I don't there has know. to be a dare. Now we're going to be talking about this at wine time now, you know, yes, because naked cyclists. I know. I mean, no, the do it. <laughs> no, no, don't. Now it's stuck there. Thank you for passing that on. This is gonna, <laughs> it's it's not going like, to stop. No, it's not like horseback stop. riding. I know. The right or the left, if you know what I'm oh, saying. Stop, stop it, oh, stop it. Oh, she's not going to did you have to start this? Yes. Charlene. Well, it was one of the most shocking moments I bet. of that whole day. And actually, since I've lived here, I think, is, is looking out going, wait, what? And oh, I mean, it was a horde of bicyclists. It wasn't just a few. It was, you know. Was it all male 50. or was it male and mixed. female? It was mixed. Mixed? Wow. I guess somewhere it's I'm just going to say some were enjoying it and some weren't. And that <laughs> happens. That happened the end of June. So I wonder uh -oh. if I go back there on my birthday again, if I'll see it again. <laughs> oh, please report back. I'm following you on social media. But actually, you know where I, I wanted to go on my birthday and I, and um, I, and I already told my sister, I said, you know, another place that I have never been and it's on Walden pond. Hmm. So that's right. Uh, Thoreau, Little Women. I mean, there's like a lot of history there. So I said, I really just want to go to Walden Pond, just walk around, have a picnic. It's right near, you know, it's wow. you know, Concord and Lexington and this wow. whole battle.
model. It's, it's, there's a lot of history everywhere around here, but um, but because I've never done that, it's like the Freedom Trail. Like, I have to go to Walden Pond. It's so interesting mm. because I think sometimes you have to go away to come back. We, we you know, a lot of times, especially See, from perspective. When we mm-hmm. travel places, well, you know, you know about like, you know, CVBs and, you know, PR and, and even chambers, small towns, chambers of commerce. And I don't know how many times we've been to a place and we're like, well, that's really interesting. They go, you think that's interesting? Like, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We don't have this over here or whatever. And I think that it just mm-hmm. becomes part of your backyard. So it's always there. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting when you travel, like what we all find interesting. And I think mm-hmm. destinations themselves, you know, they get used to what's happening and I, it's changing. And I think after, well, the pandemic is still kind of here, so we can't say it's over, but a lot is going to shift from now. Like, I feel like we have to redo everything that's been covered over the last 10 years. Yeah, because, because yeah. like you're saying, restaurants come and go hotels have changed people got funding and mm-hmm. revamped things some didn't get funding so and then people are like more into the outdoors because we realize we need to be outside and more fresh air you know so i think it's it's gonna the next five to ten years you're gonna see a lot of shift and change mm-hmm. and yes keep the history and the sense of place and that's that balance of a destination especially for boston the history is so heavy that keep the sense of place but they make room for the new because you can't, right. you can't live it. I mean, do we really want to eat what they ate in the 1700s? Hell no. Mom, well, you might. <laughs> Just a sample. To no, see. no. I mean, I personally no. don't want to, but. But they had rum. But, but I you know, do that. They had rum I'll and whiskey it. over, you know, <laughs> but that was because the water was. I so always bad. think of the pirates. So, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Being in the, being on the, the seaside here, you know, mm. we're known for the, the history of the pirates and the privateers. Especially Marblehead. So, that's, yeah, exactly. That's how I know Marblehead is just because of all the privateers. They prefer right. to be called privateers, you know. Well, yes. yeah, those were the pirates that did it legally, right? So, yes. uh, yeah, and and they have um, the Glover's Regiment, uh, and they still shoot muskets on holidays. And I remember, because I, I spent 18 years living in Marblehead, and my son went to school there. And the first day of school, they would shoot the muskets. And oh, wow. it would scare me. It's so loud. And mm-hmm. I was kayaking um, on 4th of July, I remember, and they were shooting the muskets. Oh, my God. <laughs> that echo feeling. over the water. It was really <laughs> It's like, we're duck and cover. Jump off the I, kayak. I know. Right? Not in today's world, you don't do that, right? Um, oh, my God. Yeah, there's um, there's all kinds of cool history in Marblehead and even in Swampscape. You know, there's a there's a connection to Thomas Edison in Salem. There's this restaurant. Oh my God, one of the one of the best seafood. Uh, it's kind of a chain. I think there's three, maybe four of them called Turner's Seafood. Every time I go there, it is the best seafood. They get it. They get it shipped um, in in from Boston twice in a day so everything is super fresh wow and the one that's in salem is where um the first telephone call was made um 
Oh, cool. Oh, wow. I forget the specifics. Was it made um, to another state or was it the first? I can't remember the exact details now, but that was a really cool thing to see. And it's called, it was in this building that used to be a restaurant called the Lyceum. And upstairs is one of the most haunted places. You know, cool. Salem has lots of history. And, uh, but now it's called Turner Seafood. Wow. You guys have a lot going on over there. Yeah. We can't wait to get there. We can't. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been super oh. fun. You know, <laughs> we love these shows with IFTWA, everyone, the International Food and Travel Writers Association. And you can go to IFWTWA.org. How long have you been a member? This is my first year. Oh, well, cool. Oh, wow. So awesome cool. see i decided to I, I i wanted to get involved with an organization that was more wine centric mm. uh and so you know i i had been a member of a couple other associations and i wanted to see what this one was about and uh and you know so i'm looking forward to hearing back about a couple they have a lot of press trips now but i mean last year wasn't the ideal year for me to join so i waited uh, you know, just trying to navigate the pandemic uh, mm -hmm. and figure out like sure. what's coming back and what's not. And now I think travel is coming back with a vengeance. All kinds mm -hmm. of trips are coming up now. I'm actually going to Europe in September to Greece um, to be a presenter in the first olive oil tourism conference that's happening wow. there. And I'll be giving a presentation on um, as a tourist expert on um on California olive oil experiences. Oh, cool. Well, hey, so nice. how random is that's, that? That's <laughs> wild. You're going to go to Greece and show, showcase California, but there's good olive oil. Hey, that's well, good. Every, all the different countries will be representing the olive oil of their country. And yeah. I'm representing USA and talking about the California right olive oil tourism trail. That's cool. Well, no, but that's, Very it's, cool. you know what? Olive oil tasting is cool because they infuse it with different things. And mm -hmm. we tasted olive oil from Queen Creek in um, Arizona. Oh my gosh. It is like, you know what? This mm, is yum. so because I think we get so used to going to the grocery store and getting the regular olive oil which is nothing wrong with that and there's a but difference saying, you know, there's a, there's difference. a big some difference people press press them with the olives and some people infuse so mm. there's different ways of making those flavored mm. oil and it's I'm just good that. for you the more olive oil we have the better it's good for your skin it's good for you know everything it's good for your it's good hair for you. yeah. yeah yeah it's good for your pizza you know it's all good <laughs> it's good, good for your salad. pasta yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't drink it as a cocktail. Maybe yeah. someone will invent that. Everyone keep up with Charlene. Go to her website. It's Spavalous, S-P-A-V-A-L-O-U-S, Spavalous.com. And also for Boston, go to BostonUSA.com. And you can read her article up right now on NationalParkTraveling.com. Just type in Boston. And uh, also see it in the upcoming summer fall issue of Parks and Travel magazine. And of course, uh, IFTWA, I gave you, we're here every second Friday. Every second Tuesday, we talk to destinations. Every second Friday, to writers. And again, their website is ifwtwa.org. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a blast. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Lisa. I really, really appreciate the That's time. Fun. And um, loved spending my Friday night with you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com.